This is Valerie Van Boeven with the Senior Care Industry Netcast, where leaders with three or more years of experience in the senior care market share their advice. So let's get to it. In a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. Thank you so much for having me. So my name is Erica. I am the Director of Admissions and Marketing for Alcor Gardens. We are an assisted living facility that specializes in memory care. We currently have two buildings open, one in Brick, one in Palm River. Each has a maximum capacity of 19 residents. So it's a very intimate home-like setting for our residents, along with our top-tier care. Nice. Well, we're going to put your website address and all of your information with this video so that folks can, I'm sure you've got beautiful pictures and all kinds of stuff. So we'll make sure everybody can look at where, you know, your buildings and your community and see everything there is to offer. Um, tell us what is the best thing about serving aging adults? So um, I find my work extremely rewarding. My own grandmother had Alzheimer's, so this is very dear to my heart. Um, just having them with us, knowing that we can love them, care for them, and provide a safe environment for them. But what I get real uh, reward from is the families that trust us, that choose us to take care of their loved ones because they know that they're, they're going to get the best care and be as safe as possible with us. Can't beat that feeling. That's right. Yeah. That peace of mind for those family members, because whether you're my age or your age, and I'm assuming you're way younger than me, once your parents get to a certain age, being able to know that they're in the right place is there is no there's nothing that can replace that feeling. Knowing they're being well cared for, knowing that you can call and talk to somebody if you, you know, are worried about an issue or something's different about mom. Those things are so nice. So I'm, I'm glad that you, you recognize that about families. Um, and then let's talk about assisted living. Um, you guys, uh, well, here's, here's my experience. I know some folks are, you know, obviously more active and social than others um, in assisted living. Um, but I often recall back in the days when I helped people transition to one living arrangement to another, I, I remember some of the ladies saying to me after a few weeks saying, I should have done this 10 years ago. I should have done this 20 years ago. I don't know why I waited so long. <laughs> Do you hear that a lot? Because oh, yeah. People it's one of those, the, the decision to get through the door always comes later than it should. And I understand that it's, it's, you know, it's an emotional decision. You know, children, we never want to think that we're going to be the caregivers for our parents, but truth of the matter is that's just how life goes these days. Yeah. We're living longer. Our children are living longer. It's it's strange how the roles change, but uh, it, I, we do hear that a lot. And it's wonderful that I hear from the families of, I didn't think that they would be happy. And they're so happy here. Yes, yes. I mean, they're not secluded in their house by themselves for yes. eight hours a day or 20 hours a day. They actually yeah. have friends and um, I know from my mother-in-law being assisted living, there's even like clicks. <laughs> oh, yes. But certain little ladies have their own little grip. And so they sit together and they, dee, 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 dee. I mean, it's, it, it's a much kinder click <laughs> yeah. when you're yeah. in high school or junior high, but it still is. High school never ends. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And it, and they have so much fun with it. And, um, and I remember uh, my, my mother-in-law was always amused 
um, by the whole thing. I mean, you know, she would tell us all the gossip and, you know, it's, it's, it's minor, but you know, she was always amused and had a great time with it. Oh, I know. Yep. And uh, never enough gentlemen uh, for all the ladies. (laughs) I know. Yeah. And I I will say I've been in the industry about six years now and I'm seeing more and more men coming in over time. It's nice to see the the balance used to be like, you know, 80% women, 20% men. Now we're at like 45, 55. It's Nice. nice. Yes. Those guys need to be more social too. It's not just, <laughs> I mean, they need to be surrounded by their, their ladies all day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I would imagine that in your career, there have been leaders or organizations out there that you really think, gosh, they do a great job. Um, who is it that you think does a wonderful job out there? So um, I have to just give a shout out to Jackie McIntyre. She is with Embracing Hospice. Um, She's been in the industry a very, very, very long time from assisted living, memory care, now in hospice care. And to see her work so hard because she cares so much, it's, it's, you know, we all have jobs. We all need to do this, you know, to make a living, but to be really good at what we do, you're not doing this for a paycheck. You're doing this because it's, you, you want to do what's right by the individual. And I see Jackie practicing that every day throughout her work and it's, inspiring. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you pointed that out. It does take a lot of heart and a lot of compassion and a desire. See, but I'll tell you what, once you have your first rewarding experience, (laughs) whatever that is in your Mm -hmm. healthcare career, um, there's no turning back. It's it, you get addicted to making people happy. Chase that feeling. Yeah. (laughs) So much too. Yeah. And, And that's great. That's what it's all about is how can I serve others? How can I help others? So thank you for pointing that out about her because um, we need more people like that in the world for sure. All right. In the last 18 to 24 months, and this is great because you come from a facility as opposed to a home care agency who's trying to get into your facility. So, <laughs> um, so the struggle for everyone has been marketing in person and every state has had their, you know, some states are way more strict than others. And so everybody's had a different experience. In Florida, you can do anything you want. Um, in California, you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. So so um, in the last 18 to 24 months, what has changed for you? What kind of marketing have you been able to do? Or what, in, in after you answer that, I want to know if a home care agency wants to get to know you all, what is their best bet? What can they do to get in the door with you? So, so with the with the pandemic happening and the the amazing technology that is Zoom mm-hmm. and the, the FaceTimes and the, you know voice to voice calls, all of our networking events have gone virtual in that aspect. Um, we're members of the Geriatric Advisory Council and three of their chapters. We meet each Wednesday morning. It's a Zoom call. You're on it for an hour. You get to meet everybody. Everybody gets, you know, a 45 second sound bite and the connections you make through that group are immeasurable, you know, from a, a personal and financial aspect. But for, it's so funny that you mentioned home health care agencies because that's actually been my focus more recently just to get myself more familiar with them because through my work, I've been with hospitals, rehab, those sort of facilities. So I've been, um, we've been reaching out to each other and I'm taking them on virtual tours of the building. Showing them around, showing them a room, showing them the residents having mealtime where they have activities. 
so they have a better idea of what we do. So if they have a family that says, you know, we're loving the home care, but mom really put water in a 24-hour facility, where would you recommend? They know what we have and they recommend us honestly. Yes. And that's awesome. And that, that, you know, you have to keep networking in whatever way you're allowed to do that right now. Hopefully um, we can, I keep saying this, I've said this for a long time. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know. Almost there. Yeah. So um, if a home care agency wanted to drop off brochures or they wanted to drop off, you know, just a little something that explains who they are, are they allowed to do that without like touching anybody or coming in? They are. Okay. So with being a secure memory unit, we have, uh, you know, passcodes on both the external doors and on our gate outside of our fence as well. We have a, a call bell there. If someone wants to stop by, they just ring the bell, say who they are, where they're from. One of us will go out and greet them. And, you know, we go, we're all masked. It's outside. We can socially distance. Oh, nice. Drop the stuff off and pick it up. And that way we have more literature on their services here. Great. That's awesome. Because I think that's what a lot of folks wonder. What can I do? Or what shouldn't I be doing? Nobody wants to be offensive or rude, um, but they're never really sure, you know, from one facility or even state to another, what can I do without upsetting the apple cart? And uh, it's good to know. So it's good to hear directly from, from the mouth of someone who works inside, what can you do? So thank you for sharing that with us. I know that it's, um, you know, the protection of the residents is really the top priority and, and uh, that's why everything continues to be kind of difficult. But hopefully, eventually, people will be able to at least walk in the door and drop stuff yes. off. <laughs> that's yes. the next step. They can come into the desk. Uh, but yeah, so thank you for that. All right. What piece of advice would you give to other senior care providers? I would say the best piece of advice I ever got when I started in the industry was you have to put yourself in the shoes of the family that you have to try to be as empathetic as possible to realize just what a difficult decision this is. You know, there's the financial aspect, there's that guilt aspect, there's the whole thing of, I don't want to have to make this decision. I want my parent to be able to make the decision for themselves, but they can't. So it's, you know, try to be as empathetic as possible and practice patience with everything that you do. We, we live in memory care. We can very easily join someone where they are experiencing dementia or Alzheimer's. Very difficult to bring them to where we are. Yeah. A little bit more patient and understanding. It's better for everybody. Yes. Take it slow. These decisions are not made lightly. That is for sure. This is emotional, financial, physical. I mean, it incorporates. It's. uh, I know that there are some big stressors in life, like divorce, marriage, um, someone passing away. Those are all big stressors. But what somebody left out was having to decide, make care care decisions for an aging family member. Um, That is huge. You just don't want to make the wrong decision, Um, and you just. and, And unfortunately. You know, we hope that everyone's asked these questions before the time comes, but unfortunately, often this creeps up on us and it's a crisis. And, um, yeah. and then it becomes a forced decision and yeah. then everyone's unhappy. Yes. So it is, it is challenging. And I always, of course, all of us who see this every day advocate, please, please, please talk about this before you can't talk about this. Um, it just becomes, you know, unmanageable. So. All right. Thank you for that. Patience and time. 
Okay. Now, last question is supposed to be fun. Tell us, mm-hmm. how do you like to celebrate with your staff, your residents? I mean, it could be anything from just having a great day, having a great month, celebrating a caregiver who's done a great job. How do you guys celebrate? So we all have um, employee of the month every month. And there's actually a number of different ways that you can win that. We also have a Starlight employee. So the Starlight employee is um, we have our Facebook page and we encourage employees to sign on at a certain day at a certain time to watch the wheel spin. We only pull the names of those who are viewing. And if the wheel lands on you, you win an extra gift card and you know, you're recognized as a Starlight employee of the week. Employees of the month, their picture is shown on the wall. They're honored with a gift card as well. And as far as celebrating with the residents, I, it's almost every day that there's a party going on here, whether it's, you know, a fun hat day or, oh, it's birthday day, or it's, you know, let's, um, the oldies music day. We always find a way to bring as much joy to them as we can because they deserve it. Yeah, they do. And, you know, it's, it, it, it livens things up. Every day doesn't have to be the same. And you know what? I lo- love the starlight thing you know yeah. so you encourage them to log on to Facebook mm-hmm. at a certain day and time and see if they're the winner now what a great idea because that gets them engaged with your Facebook page they um they probably see it more often than just that starlight day uh and that was a really great idea thank you for mentioning that what a great nugget for everybody. can't take any credit that is all our uh fearless leader Denise Van Tassel that was her <laughs> brain child that is a fabulous idea. Get those staff. That that goes all the way into staff retention. Um, all these things you're talking about for the caregivers are. It's all about retention, keeping them happy, keeping them there, and honoring them for the hard work they do. Well, thank you. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, telling us all about your community and what you guys do. We'll make sure again everything's all the contact information, your websites there. And um, so folks can reach out to you in New Jersey and get to know you better. Thank you so much, Valerie. This is so nice. Thank you.